Hello, my name is Brandy Kirby. Welcome to the Human Trafficking Educational Awareness Podcast. I am the Anti-Trafficking Coordinator at Weight House here in Glens Falls. All podcasts contain sensitive content. Listener discretion is advised. So on today's podcast, I have the Youth Bureau Director for Ulster County. Her name is Nina Dawson joining us today to discuss um, the runaway and homeless youth. Thank you for joining us, Nina. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So we're going to be discussing um, the runaway and homeless youth population today on the podcast, um, what Nina sees working with the runaway and homeless youth uh, population and what types of services are being offered um, to assist the youth. So Nina, can you tell us a little bit about what you do as the Youth Bureau Director for Ulster County? Yes, I am. And thank you for asking. Um, I am the runaway and homeless youth coordinator. Uh, so in the event that someone um, does run away, they're actually, and I actually find out about it or I can actually be pulled into it, I try to help them with as many supports that I have. I have a program, a beautiful program. One of my programs is called Family House. So we can actually house them um, if they are willing to, to go there, um, which keeps them in a safe environment and prevents them from all sorts of things, you know? Um, so I, you know, I'm very, very involved in the runaway and homeless population. Um, I also do youth development programs, which um, sometimes I can actually, depending on the age of the runaway, I can possibly pull them into some of the programs that are gonna benefit them and support services. Um, what type of support services do you guys offer? Well, I mentioned Family House, which is a house that we can actually house them in. We also have a trans living, transitional living um, service, which is another house that actually houses high school students so that they can actually try to continue to work towards their high school graduation and their or, or whatever their class to try to go on to the next class. And it actually provides them a very, very warm home setting. That's one of the places I'm really proud of. They have, they bake with kids. They do things that a lot of runaways don't actually get from their normal home environment, which shows them that, you know, it's possible to have that, you know, and then they actually link them up with other services that possibly can help them with housing, depending on their situation. It varies, but there are so many different things that are available. So, you know, what are some main reasons that you think that youth leave their homes or run away from home? I think it varies. I think it depends on their home situation. It depends on their peer situation. Um, many times youth are, can come from a very beautiful home, a beautiful environment, and just have influence from their peers. So it varies. It varies. Um, sometimes kids that are in protected Envi safe environments want to venture out to see what's out there and they find out without realizing that they stepped into something that they're not prepared for and then it's hard for them to get out of it so um but then there are runaways that are actually just depressed there are one runaways that are just dealing with basic family things it it varies there's 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 a number of reasons um some some homes are broken where you find a child is living with one parent and not the other parent and Sometimes they, you know, out of 
just growing through going through their teenage year, years, they end up finding even even younger sometimes they end up finding that they are not happy with the family member that they're living with, whether it is a father or mom, um, and they decide that they want to try the other parent. You know, it's all part. It depends. It depends. There's so many variances to this. Um, so, Nathan, do you find that um, a lot of the runaway population um, is LGBTQ or transgender? Yes, I definitely do. Um, and it's really sad that we're experiencing this still or that they are experiencing this still because LGBTQ are part of the community. Everyone's part of the community. And unfortunately, there is um, a big unacceptance with families. Um, with, with school systems sometimes. I mean, we say that we're promoting, but we don't always. Um, and it depends on the area. Some areas are slower to accept than others are. Like um, inner cities seem to be like it's not a big deal. But on the outskirts in, in urban areas, that you, you I find that it's there's a bigger problem and they don't have the support. I love the fact that we have a great, great LGB, LGBTQ community here in Kingston. And it's wonderful. We include them in everything. We have a program coming up called Lights on Kingston to try to um, try to get people to to have to try to have a place for youth in the evenings on Fridays. So, and we we have definitely reached out and make sure that that's the LGBTQ are included in every capacity. They're somewhere very close to where we are. That uh, there's a center, and it is amazing. It really is. I'm, I'm really proud of it. Um, so do you see a lot of drug use among the runaway population here? Yes. Um, there's, there's an uptick in drug use, period, just simply because of COVID. So imagine you're runaway, homeless, and you're young. And you actually find people that tend to make you think that they are your, your new friends, you know? So there's, there's an uptick in drug use because of COVID? Yeah, I think in a situation, uh, in a runaway situation, a lot of things are introduced to youth. Um, I think that it can be very, very, very um, dangerous to youth just simply because they're actually put out in, a, in, in an adult world, you know, and, and more. Um, there, there are all kinds of different things that are introduced to them. So... I could definitely see that um, with runaway population. Do you think that the drugs are being offered to them online because the kids are going from school and they're meeting people online because the, the screen time has increased so much because of COVID? I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. I, I don't know about so much about the online. I'm actually hearing more about it. But I think with um, with the youth that actually go out there and that are actually sometimes caught up and I find out about them, I know that they're subjected to everything. And it depends on the area, the areas that they're in. Actually, nowadays, it doesn't depend on the area. It's everywhere. So it doesn't matter. Definitely, though. So what type, what type of interventions do you think can be done to assist in stopping youth from running away? Do you think that there are signs that parents and, and foster parents can look for? There are. I think there should be uh, an educational process. 
is more family engaging on the whole topic um, because sometimes parents are so busy they don't see what's right in front of them. I, I think that happens with so many things, you know, with even with kids in their grades. Like sometimes they're, I'm, I'm doing my online services and they're really not, you know. Some parents are attentive and some are just so busy trying to make a way, trying to provide for their, their kids that they don't see definite signs. So I think um, that alone, that runaway and homeless um, education for parents and family members should definitely be discussed, especially when there are um, youth that are in adopted situations, even with family members. I think that that's very important. Because sometimes people think that they're doing a great thing by having a family member in their household, but in a child's heart, you're not their biological, and there's always going to be something that's missed, regardless of how well you treat them. So just as, as parents of, of your child and, and their friends that are coming into your home, um, what should you look for um, to notice whether or not a child is troubled? Well, I think if you are a parent that's a caring parent for your own child, you're going to be observant of their friends. You should be observant of their friends anyways. And if there are kids that are showing signs of, of lacking, like they all come in the house with coats on and that one kid doesn't have a coat on, or, or they're all happy and this kid's always depressed, you know, or always down or always negative, something's probably brewing, you know, and, and, some parents, if you are a good parent, usually the friends of, of your, your child's friends, they tend to be comfortable with you, especially if you're not a parent that shows, um, that is judgmental. If you make them feel comfortable, I think you, that, that opens a door and parents need to actually be aware of it. And that's where that educational piece should come. I believe from school systems, from um, any parent involved agencies, to look for signs because it's a much bigger problem than people realize. Yes, there, there are definitely youth that are homeless, that are couch surfing, and that their own parents have kicked them out of their, their homes and they have fallen through the cracks in the system. And I never knew that until this job currently that, that parents were even kicking their kids out of their house. I would have thought that social services would have been involved and, and stuff like that just doesn't happen. No, they, you know, an agency can do what's actually presented to them in front of what's actually put in front of them. But if you have a situation where a parent is, let's say there's an adoption, or let's say there's a parent that gets custody of a kid, and the other parent in, in the is social service has actually been involved in that respect, but once that actually happens, nobody actually goes back unless there's an incident, unless something happens. And sometimes people keep things from agencies. A lot of times people keep things from agencies, especially agencies where they might have actually benefited from. The parent that actually gets custody might feel dislike for the other parent and not allow that child to see the other parent. And a kid is going to feel that absence. You know, sometimes adults get so caught up in, in, in what their, their needs or their feelings are as adults, but a great parent is going to put their feelings aside and notice things with their child. So I think that um, a lot of kids get missed, more than people would ever care to know. If it's not presented to the agency, how do they know? Um, do you work with a lot of youth that are in foster care or have been 
in placement that have run away from placements frequently? I do work with some like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it happens. Because that placement is not always the solution. Um, that's why when I find out if there's something, especially if there's a trend where they're actually constantly running away, there might be more, more involved in what everyone knows. And that's why the two programs that I have, I try to really gear, see if they have vacancies. They're so good that sometimes they're maxed out. You know, um, I've, I visit uh, one of the programs a lot, both of them actually. And I've walked in where they were cooking, baking cookies with a child that you know has been through it. You can look at the child and see that they've been through it. But they're baking cookies with them. They're doing everyday things that families should be doing, but they don't get it from where they came from. So, yeah, I definitely see that where there's multiple time attempts. So sometimes kids might run away from foster care because the family or the person they're placed with is just not a good fit. Yeah, and they, you know, people do things for lots of different reasons. There's some great foster care parents, but then there are parents that actually are just used to funneling kids. They have, they've always done that, you know, and it becomes, people have a tendency, I think, to treat their, their own child with a, a special kind of love, I'd like to think. And then, you know, if you're a foster parent, that's great. There's some foster parents. I had a friend that was a foster parent, and you couldn't, you would not be able to tell that the, the kid that's on her lap while we're having a, a conversation over dinner is not her own child. She's loving, compassionate, kind, aware, attentive of the kid that, that she has um, adopted is in need of her. They could just whine and she's like, oh, hang on one second. She was always like that. But that's not always what happens. It's not always what happens. Many times people think they're doing a great job, but they're just doing the basics, you know? So imagine you've come out of a situation as a child Sometimes we need to put ourselves in the position of the child, of the youth. You come out of a situation where you weren't happy, and then you're put into a situation with somebody you don't know, and they are actually just going through the motions. They're not mistreating you, but they're going through the motions. I could see that ending up in uh, being a, a resentful situation. They're looking for love. Um, do you feel that a lot of the runaway and homeless youth that you encounter and they just have a untreated mental health problem that they just might need to get services for? I definitely believe that that is a possibility. Definitely. Definitely. I think um, that mental health is one of the things that everyone should be more educated and more comfortable and, and um, taught to accept it as a, as, a, as a health, just like physical health. Um, and that's, that's part of the problem. Um, someone could actually see that there is something that someone needs support services in, and they could just overlook it because they don't want to have to take, to admit that there's something there. It, um, there's, there's a, there's a, New York State is actually pushing a lot of mental health support services, but there are still people that get stuck in that stigma. They, they don't want to, um, they don't want it to be known that they have someone or that they know someone that has mental health issues. But in every culture, in every family, everyone has somebody. Every family knows somebody that's actually dealing with mental health. Stress is mental health. 
So it's not an uncommon thing. It's just, it's easier to say stress than mental health, sadly. Um, what type of services would you recommend to parents and even schools for um, preventing youth from running away or um, for helping them after they have ran away to prevent them from being a frequent runaway? I know there are some services. Um, most school systems has a person that is called the McKinney-Vento Liaison, and they are very, very well aware of signs, support systems, how they can actually help. But I think that we need to do more and, and, and educate communities. Just like there's a campaign for mental health, there should be a campaign on runaway and homeless youth. It just, it gets missed. There could be a child in your house that is a runaway and homeless youth and you're totally unaware of it because no one educated you on what the signs are, what the possibility of that existing. You know, you, you can see your child come in with their friends, be welcoming, be loving even to them, and not even know that this kid is couch surfing. So I think we need to have an awareness campaign and, and an education, an educational piece that specifically makes community members, whether they're involved or they're affected or not, because we could save a child. We could actually save a child at a young age from going down a path that is just recidivism for um going into systems or being affected by drugs, being affected by all of the things that come with runaway and homeless, homelessness. Um, so you said that you guys offer um, opioid and Narcan training? Everywhere you can possibly think we've done that. Yes, we have. Um, there are several agencies here. Um, Catholic Charities has people that actually work with me, um, Office of Mental Health. Um, there are um, several agencies, and I'm forgetting their names. I apologize for that. But they are there. I have a go-to person in the county that I work with. I, I love the things that the county of Ulster is doing right now. There's a um, a group of people. I, I don't know if I should call out her name, but she's awesome. I, I I matter of fact, I just got an email from her. They're always doing things. They're, they're like Nina. Can you can you get in on this meeting? Um, they're working, they do OSAT, they do trainings on, they do training, they train a trainer. They train people, everyday people, how to um, be a Narcan trainer. So they're actually broadening the way that they actually present this because there are people that have truly been affected personally. They are involved with county agencies, which actually makes you compassionate about what you do. So um, Narcan training is very prevalent here. You can see it anywhere. I do pop-ups. I could do an event and I'll be like, can you guys, will you guys do a table? And you leave there with a little blue case with Narcan and you're trained and you're actually specifically trained and it's documented that you've been trained on how to save a life. Imagine that. You're walking, somebody walks by your house, you have a Narcan kit in your house and you realize that they've actually been affected by an overdose and you've been taught the signs and you actually run in the house, you get your Narcan kit and you could save that life. Imagine that. Yes. Um, and you were saying that even in the outskirts and the small rural towns, there's still a lot of runaway homeless youth and drug use. I think it's everywhere. I I, I know it's everywhere. Um, 
the more we make people aware and the more we actually educate, the more we talk about things like runaway and homeless youth, um, the more we're going to actually save people. Um, awareness is probably the biggest thing. Education is the biggest thing. If we talk about things, we're going to actually make people aware that, wow, maybe my son's friend, it didn't look like he was, you know, okay. Maybe he could be one of those, one, one of the homeless kids. You don't, you never know. My mom has a saying, there but by the grace of God go I. And that means it could be me. It could be you. So thank you, Nina, so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come and speak on my podcast. Brandy, you're amazing. I'm so appreciative of you actually bringing awareness to such an important, important topic. You Runaway and homeless youth, trafficking, these are things that we have to get out and talk about, and I appreciate you for doing that. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for the work that you're doing here as well. It's amazing. You as you're well. Amazing. You as well. Thank you. For more information on the Ulster County, New York Youth Bureau, please go to ulstercountyny.gov forward slash youth hyphen bureau. For information on the anti-trafficking program here at White House, please go to hycwaitehouse.org. Thank you for listening.